Hello, family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty, and today I'm joined by Sunny. And I came across Sunny on Instagram. She's a spirit artist, and her page is full of such cool content, kind of combining this artistry with mediumship and being able to tap into the other side in that way. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity just to have a cool conversation and talk about who you are and what you do. So thank you so much for your willingness to serve our community at IONS. And I'm going to toss it right over to you. Okay. Thank you so much for inviting me, Betty. Any any opportunity I receive or anytime I'm invited to speak about this work, I get really excited. It's um, It goes without saying that it's a little polarizing. We're talking about death. We're talking about art. We're talking about mediumship. And so thank you for welcoming me and allowing me to just kind of share my perspective on these things. My name is Sunny. Um, I am a psychic medium. I'm a spirit artist. I'm based in Joshua Tree, California. I live in a rural little cabin up here um, where I can really drop in and ground and explore my studies of spirit communication and art. And so what that really means is that as a psychic and as an artist, I can communicate with those who have crossed over, those on the other side. And the way that I do this is I can see things, hear things, feel things, and know things about our loved ones, spirits, and guides who still surround us um, energetically, spiritually, on our in our, on in our lives on the physical plane. I started my journey with mediumship. It was a result of uh, my decision, my abrupt decision to get sober in February of 2020. So uh, next week, it'll be four years. And this decision really um, took my life in an unprecedented direction. I almost immediately experienced severely heightened sensitivities. I've always been a sensitive person, but when I removed alcohol and drugs from kind of numbing out and trying to um, exist in this world, I was taken (laughs) to the ethers and really um, invited to tap into my psychic abilities. And so for the first year or so of my recovery, I was doing and experiencing what I call traditional mediumship which is what I think people are most familiar with, um, especially if you listen to this podcast. It's when you interface usually one-on-one with a medium who will give you a reading and bring evidence forward to you and ask you to confirm that evidence and then deliver messages from the other side that are pertinent to your life at that time. I was doing that for about a year and it was lovely. It was intense. It was a spiritual experience and happening very quickly for me. But I also felt in that first year that part of me was still missing. There was a part of Sunny, the human who was being shut off or not invited to the table to experience this sort of spiritual awakening. And that part of myself is the artist part of me, the part of myself that loves to create with my hands and visually translate my experience onto paper or canvas or whatever medium, uh, photography in the past, all sorts of things. And so In the middle of the night, about a year into my mediumship journey, I received a a message. It's to this day the most spiritual encounter I've had. I was awakened in the middle of the night in 2021 and just received a very direct message that said, it's time to start drawing 
these spirits that you're connecting with, these readings that you're doing for people. And I just accepted that. It was a very calming experience. I said, okay, of course, it's, of course it's time to do that. Like, duh. And so the next day uh, is when my spirit portraiture practice really started. It was truly that fast from one day to the next. And I began to um, not only give readings to people in the traditional way, but also started drawing spirit connections uh, for strangers on the internet and delivering these drawings to them through email. And these drawings come with the same thing that a traditional reading would come with, which is evidence, messages. And then, of course, if I'm doing my job correctly, you will receive the likeness of the person as you remember them on planet Earth in this paper as well. So that is the part of my practice that I am most enthused about these days. It seems like there's the most exploration that can occur there. There are infinite possibilities that occur through spirit portraiture. I feel like I'm constantly learning and being challenged in my limited perceptions and the same for the people who seek out my services. It, it can really kind of blow your mind if you let it, if you're open to that. And yeah, that's where I'm at with spirit portraiture. I've recently, I think Betty found me because I got um, comfortable or I've become more comfortable with sharing this gift on social media channels, being a lot more open and visible about it. I haven't always been this way. As many mediums know, it can be um, challenging to put your soul out there because again, it's not something that everybody is into, but I have started doing that and really been able to reach a lot of people such as you folks who uh, have an interest in what I'm studying. So that's, that's me. I love that. Thank you so much for allowing us to get to know you. And <laughs> I didn't even realize that you were in recovery. I'm in recovery too, class of 2019. Cool. So, <laughs> and I think that it's really fascinating to witness how quickly your journey has evolved and, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's also very inspirational and something to keep in mind for anybody who's also dealing with, um, similar challenges in their life that once you let go of this thing, that's actually this anchor in your life, you can literally shoot into outer space. That's <laughs> yeah. a very fast, rapid ascension cycle for you to like get up all the way <laughs> to this other part. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if maybe you could chat a little bit about your spiritual awareness before this kind of mm. transformative uh, part of your life? Do you feel like you always kind of had a connection to spirit? That's a good question. I I tell people, it's hard for me to really um, know. Uh, I feel like I've always been very intuitive. I've always been artistically inclined, which to me, artists are intuitive. You're tapping into your souls, knowing when you're creating art. But I... Um, my upbringing was that uh, devoid of spirituality. I did not grow up with any religious affiliation or connection to spirit whatsoever. And so I feel like blessed in that way because this, uh, my spirituality is completely my own based on my own experiences and my own understandings now. But growing up, I think a lot of the issue for me was that I didn't feel connected to something greater and I didn't. I, I just wasn't tapped into that part of myself. And that's in part what uh, I think I was coping with, with drugs and alcohol. So it's, I suspect, yes, I came here as a spiritual person with a mission to eventually explore spirituality and um, raise awareness around it for others as well. But my 
life up until I was 28 years old and got sober, um, really wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it just wasn't anything close to what it is now, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, it's, I did have an interest always in astrology, I would say, I think because it's, it was always in the newspaper and I used to work in newspaper. I used to be a journalist. So th there was something there about its proximity being very interesting to me. And, um, tarot was also something I kind of flirted with over the years, but it really took me, um, dropping in and, uh, ridding of my distractions to fully step into who I'm supposed to be now. So it's still kind of new. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It sounds like you're, yeah, you really kind of like, you know, you talked a little bit about, uh, as like most mediums, it's kind of hard to come out and say who you are and, and what you have access to and these spiritual gifts, but it really kind of seems like you just like stomped right out of the closet wearing a ball <laughs> gown, you know, like it doesn't really seem like you kept it to That's... yourself for very long. So what was that process like though? Um, like coming into the gifts and then mm -hmm. being sh sharing about them. And also I always ask people, what is it like with your family and close friends now that mm -hmm. you kind of have said these things out loud? Sure. Sure. It was, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, acknowledged that it was very much like, I'm the kind of person who I've learned, like when faced with fear, uh, I like to face it. <laughs> I like to deal with it and not tuck it away and deal with it years down the line anymore. I've did that for a long time. So when I was getting sober and these, um, this was happening, I knew it was happening. I never really questioned my reality. It, it was time for me. It Again, there was a quiet acceptance for me. Like I accepted myself very quickly and understood what was going on. I should also say I was privileged to have a therapist at the time, like at, through my recovery process. And my therapist was also very supportive and understanding of what I was going through. Like I had someone as a licensed could validate my experience, which was really, really helpful. And I shouldn't understate that. Um, but as far as like family and friends go, I'll be honest, I've lost friends over this and also just getting sober and such a radical life shift. I mean, it, it was bound to happen. Like the people come and go in our lives throughout the entire cycle. And I've learned that and learned to let go of those things. My family is accepting. I believe they still have a lot of questions about it this I wasn't born into a family that's like woo by any means or spiritual by any means so this was a radical shift for them but they my family all has unconditional love for me um, and that means yeah when your daughter or sister becomes a medium you just kind of ride with it so um it's been it's been I, the only way I know how to put it is like, it just feels like this is exactly how I was supposed to go <laughs> all along. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about, I want to talk about the process of like drawing the pictures. Were you an artist before you started doing this? Yes. And I, I believe from my childhood memories are few and far between, but the ones I have are always of me saying I wanted to be an artist. Like this is a conviction I've had my whole life. I think I put it on pause a lot due to societal conditioning until I was in my, huh, I, I mean, I kind of figured it out in my early 20s that I was going to be a creative person and I needed to be in order to survive here. And so 
my background, um, I was always an artist, but I was always trying to take art and make it a practical application in this society. So for instance, I my first real medium was photography. And then I had to apply logic or I believed I had to apply logic to that. And that's what led me into photojournalism. I was like, if I'm going to be a creative person, then this creativity has to make money and it has to make sense. And so what do you do with photography? You go work for newspapers. And that's what I did through my 20s, which was an incredible experience and exposed me to all kinds of energy and people that I wouldn't have known otherwise. But it wasn't quite that freedom of expression that I believe my soul has been seeking. So there's always been some creative expression. It's just always also been like curtailed by my own limiting beliefs. And now I feel like with this, it's like ultimate freedom. There's healing, there's interest, there's connection, uh, not just with me in the spirit world, but me and other human beings is really cool, you know? <laughs> and so um, it's, it's always been there. And now I just feel like it's, I'm really letting it rip, you know? I, oof, yes, yes, I do know. I do know. And I love that. And I also really love that you just said about connection to other people. Cause I think mm -hmm. that that's a huge part of the spiritual journey that gets bypassed, right? Like, especially <laughs> yeah. when we come into spiritual gifts, we're like, oh, I'm just going to chill with my invisible friends in eternity. I'm not coming like earth is like, Oh, no, thanks. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's part of the, that was part of the integration process for me as well was recognizing that, you know, I, there's connections that I can have with people and those connections feel like heaven. They feel yeah. like a spiritual experience when you allow that in. So yeah. I love that. And thank you for talking about your journey in creativity, because mm. I think that a lot of people wrestle with the, that, those same kind of, um, moments of self-doubt and, you know, like the conditioning that we have in society versus maybe what our spirit really craves for us and how they contradict each other. And <laughs> even you even found a creative way to combine those two things, like the limiting belief with the creativity. And I think that that's really extraordinary as well. Definitely part of your soul's purpose, I would say. Mm. Um, so something else that came up for me is you know, like you talked about facing your fear and like doing it boldly and also letting go of limiting beliefs. And so I'm wondering if maybe you can talk a little bit about that process. Maybe there's somebody out there who's dealing with the same sort of thing that they don't know how to let go of their fear or their self-doubt. What were some of the tools that you used to let go of those things? Totally. Uh, the first thing I would say to someone struggling with that is that humans are very complicated. We make things very complicated, but there is actually a very simple formula. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's simple. And what I've learned is that by understanding, like knowing that when you face your fear, that there is going to be a payoff that is 10 times greater than the fear behind uh, the fear itself. Um, for me, that's like enough. I can kind of like trick my brain almost into knowing that if I withstand this discomfort, if I deal with the consequences of being myself and have my own back, I know that there is only a great payoff that's coming. There's only good things that are going to come from this. If I can withstand this tiny bit of discomfort for a short amount of time and like, that's the formula. That's the pep talk that I like to give myself, give my spirit <laughs> before we really put 
our art or ourselves out there, you know? And so simplifying it and also, I mean, a sense of humor helps a lot, you know, just, <laughs> it's not that seriously. Like, uh, I know it feels that way, but I would also say the more practiced you become at facing your fears, the easier they become to face, which also seems like cliche, but it's so true. It's just like, you you will keep coming up against things, I think, the rest of our lives. I think that's the point of life. That's like living is facing fear. I'm pretty sure that's what it is So at this point. So um, you have to laugh uh, at the cycle of it too, because it will, yeah, you'll be learning lessons forever, but meet that with laughter and meet it with confidence. And I think, yeah, again, you just shoot to the stars. Yeah. Thank you for that. And yeah, I was going to ask one of the things that came up when you were saying that is, did you have to wait for proof to know that the payoff is going to be great? Was it based on mm. evidence or was mm. it were you purely running on faith? That's a good um, question. And I think it's important for everyone to build self-trust first. And like part of that is building some evidence with yourself even in little ways throughout the day, like you don't like one giant leap of faith. I think I've done that before and it, it worked out, but I also work with enough people in this space to understand that some people need time, a lot of time to slowly build that trust in order to take that leap. And so anything you can do on a daily basis to build greater trust with yourself, whether that's um, connecting deeper to your intuition and proving to yourself that it actually has your best interest and expansion in mind. Or um, I'm trying to think of another like small practice. Like for me, I will tell you, and I think a lot of mediums, like even in the uh, art and practice of spirit communication with other humans, uh, it's important that you build that evidence for with yourself that you are indeed like communicating with the other side, right? Like, so there's a lot of practice that takes place when you understand you have this gift, but you do it for your friends or you do it for free for strangers on the internet or you go to a development circle and work with other mediums and that's a way that you're building trust with yourself right to then eventually be able to work professionally or work you know your life's purpose out through that medium but it everything i think these small practices really do build up to the big leap and you can take the big leap and it might work out for you. But if you're one of these people who's just like, I physically cannot, I just cannot do it. You just got to start small and then you build up to it. They're really tangible tips. Thank you for that. Good. And awesome. I think that, uh, well, I want to ask about the, the coming into the gifts and then finding like-minded people. I think mm -hmm. that that's probably, you know, I hear you saying like a development circle or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you think that everybody has access to medium gifts or do you think that it's only for a select few? No, I think everyone can do it. I really do. And I do believe, you know, I have this conversation often with even just my audience is like, um, are we born mediums or are we made into mediums through our life experiences. And I think some people, and I would, I would include myself on this. I'm learning more about myself in relation to the collective. And it's like, I do feel like some of us are born with higher sensitivities naturally than others. Like there are people who just came to earth this time around for whatever reason, who have like less of an issue accessing 
you know, the beyond. Um, but I believe everyone has an intuition and therefore everyone can develop that intuition into a litany of gifts. We all can do it, but it does take the willingness to um, confront fears and limitations that have either been put on you or you put on yourself. And that's the whole self-development part. And yeah, it's everyone can do it, but some people will have to perhaps put a little bit more uh, practical discipline and effort into it, I would say. Thank you for that. And what's the process been like finding like-minded individuals? Mm -hmm. um, because I know for a lot of people, they say like, people don't get me or, you know, mm -hmm. they keep kind of speaking these spells into their lives where they feel right. like they just nobody understands them. So what was that process like for you finding people that get you or creating totally. this audience for yourself? Yes. Um, I'll, I'll start by saying I'm a double Scorpio. So trust is like a thing that I'm definitely working through here, like learning how to trust others and be myself among other people. And that's going to be an ongoing process for me. But when I do that, when I manage to access that part of myself, um, I have found the internet to be like my tool for connecting with like-minded people. I have a lot of people in my life from growing, like I would just call it like my, my real life, my physical life, um, friends and family who have not, um, where, where was I going? Sorry. I just lost my train of thought there completely. Um, oh, like many people who like maybe don't have this interest at all, right? Like there are people in my real life who just don't have it. I've found the internet to be an incredible tool for locating other people who are having this experience and also being very supportive of the work that I do. The people are out there and we have this amazing thing. I'm talking to you through the internet right now. It's like, what? This is so cool. It's underrated. It's magic every day. <laughs> so the internet um, has led me to, at the beginning of my um, sort of journey here, it was a lot about development circles, meeting with other mediums, finding teachers who could help me kind of practically hone what my my gifts and what was happening to me. And that's also led to me just creating my own sort of community based on me being me, as opposed to me operating under any kind of system that's existed before. <laughs> and that's been attracting a lot of um, really cool people who seem to be on the journey where I was a few years ago. So people who talk to me, they're like having... Um, issues or challenges that I'm actually familiar with. And I feel like my energy has kind of arranged for that to happen. Like I want to work with people who are um, somewhere where I've been, you know, and I can guide accordingly based on my own experience. I love that. Do you feel like you're manifesting these people into your life? Do you utilize mm -hmm. the law of attraction when it comes to this? Do you feel like it's mapped out, like spirits got it? Or what's your process like? It's, yeah, that's a good question. I do think that I've become a lot more intentional in the last year or so about the kind of people I bring into my space just for, you know, I have, I do a lot of work with boundaries and attraction. Like who, who am I here to serve? I I'm here for specific people. I know that. And so I do manifestation around bringing in like my ideal clients or my ideal friends even, or just like people in my life. And it's all based on the frequency of me being myself 
like just being the truthful, honest self. And that's how I know the right people are coming. Now, there are people sometimes who will slip through the cracks. And I think those are good lessons too. Like, it's just like, oh, maybe we weren't supposed to meet. Or can I redirect you to someone who might be a better fit for you? But for the most part, at this point, I I am very intentional with <laughs> the relations that happen at Sunlight Oracle. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Um, I want to I want to share the screen. I want to show some of your art. And I'd love if cool. you could... Um, maybe just kind of walk us through what is the process like as mm -hmm. these spirits kind of come to you? Yeah, totally. So I work uh, and I'm, I'm speaking now, but I know that all of my services right now are undergoing some maintenance, like things are changing. So I'm going to do my best to speak to what we're looking at here, but I work, um, as of right now in two ways. Um, there, One way you can work with me is by commissioning me directly. You can join my Spirit Portraiture queue, uh, which opens the first day of every month, or you can sign up for your own Spirit Portrait. All I need is your name. That's the access point, the anchor that I use to access your energy and the energy that surrounds you. And so that's how you can get a custom Spirit Portrait. I do work like that. Now, my Instagram and the community that kind of exists there is more around, um, I will sit a couple times a month with the intention of drawing portraits for people who are in my online community. And then I post them on Instagram and people can participate almost like getting a group reading, but it's happening on Instagram whenever you have time to look at it. And there's a process of if you recognize your loved one, if you recognize the name that I've provided with them, the likeness of the person, all the information that I've provided with each portrait, then there's a process that I have set up on my profile where you can claim that person. You can say, that is my mom. That is my brother. And I know this because his name is this. He looks like this. And all of this information makes sense. And so that's a very like fun, interactive way for me to connect with people all at once. It's also obviously free of charge. And I get to learn a lot about how it, I learn a lot about my practice just through other people and connection with. And so there are two ways at this point to kind of receive a spirit portrait or at least see sort of how I work. So, and what's the process like when spirit comes to you and says, mm. draw me and, and <laughs> these are the things about me? Yeah, it's, Really interesting. And it's kind of hard to describe because uh, it's not a conscious process. Like I have a series of rituals or practices that put me in a state of altered consciousness that I've learned from, you know, mediumship, just like that's the mediumship part is how do we get into the right state of mind to access this information. And then I really try my best to slip my conscious mind out of the picture as much as possible. Like that is what my practice is, is like, how do I get this conscious mind to just leave for a few moments and we see what comes through? And it's so it's happening more. People ask me, like, does the spirit like enter your space and like you see them and you refer to them and you draw them? And that sounds really cool, but it's also very Hollywood. It's that's not that's not what's happening for me. What's happening for me is I interest altered consciousness, move my conscious mind out of the way. And the spirit information kind of emerges on the page. I am also clear audience. So a lot of the, the names specifically, uh, that is what I'm, I'm literally hearing through like a second 
sound or a stereo in my head, if you will. And that's another way I receive information. But I try to get out of the way as much as possible. Sometimes my eyes are even closed when I'm rendering these things because I'm just like, I don't want to filter anything through my ego or through my human experience. I want this to be as spiritual as possible. I was watching a, a couple of podcasts recently that I did. And like, every time somebody says something, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, you sound so repetitive. Stop doing that. But really, wow, that is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say when I come cool. back on because, you know, like when people share this information, it clicks so many things. It's like, we're all kind of on this huge winding track. And then when we get to connect with each other, it's like the track goes back into place. Like if it's been sort of, you know, a little off kilter. So I, yes. I just love that. And I also love that you are talking about, you know, like the fact that we all have access to these gifts and what your particular process is like, because it might, it's not going to be the same for every person who does things like this. I've never heard of this before, which is why <laughs> I was so intrigued. Cause I was like, that is cool. amazing. And I love <laughs> the fact that you have all of these portraits and you're just like, is this somebody that you know? <laughs> you know, and I love that <laughs> yeah. it's all, and I love also that you, I, I'm going to find a better adjective than love, I swear. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's my goal. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> um, but I, it, it's amazing that you also, you know, like, have this community that's mm -hmm. that's just kind of burst into your life because it's so affirming for you on your spiritual path as a, as well as these other people that this is something that we have access to that there's gifts out there and that our loved ones are not gone so totally. yeah I'm wondering if maybe do you have uh like personal experience with your own personal loved ones that have crossed mm -hmm. over are they part of your team do you communicate mm -hmm. with them a lot through this process for sure. First, like it's especially um, as I keep growing and we grow in our spiritual path, I've really come to understand recently the importance and support of ancestors, uh, people who women specifically for me who have come before me, who I suspect and understand to have also had heightened sensitivities about things and maybe not been welcomed or um, feeling free enough to express that. So there's a lot of like ancestral healing that I also understand I'm doing, you know, for my family and uh, family line at this time. And also, um, yeah, I would say personally, one thing about people come into their mediumistic gifts through so many different experiences. And a common one is often people lose someone really close to them. And then they're like, oh, uh, I'm feeling spirit energy, or I I know that this person is still around me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for me, I I came to it through sobriety and you know all the recovery and spiritual um, work that occurs thereafter. And I am not the medium who has lost someone that was like a daily figure in my life, someone that I saw every single day, like be it a partner or you know a parent or a sibling. And I would also say to people who may be interested in exploring your, their mediumship gifts, that that's not a prerequisite. Like this is the kind, this energy can be accessed through all different kinds of death. It doesn't have to be like a literal death of a loved one for you to be tapped into the other side. And I, I think that's a misconception. And that's why I'm kind of speaking to that as well. There are so many 
ways we've all, if you've ever like, like experienced looking into the void period <laughs> about anything, like be it, you know, addiction, recovery, um, mental health, um, art, like whatever it is for you that has, you have looked into the void, you have seen that there is something beyond this world, then you have access to it. That's my kind of hot take on it. So cool. Uh, I I heard you say something before about like when we come to earth. And I'm curious if maybe can you talk a little bit about the conception about what you think happens or where we are before we come to earth? Anything that you want to share? Yeah, I think it's a really helpful lens. I don't know anything, but it's really helpful for me to think about life and lifetimes as... um, like resolving karma. And that helps me also when I'm facing fears, which is something we talked about earlier and understanding again, and ancestral healing, which we also talked about a few minutes ago, um, all of those bigger lenses or things that like really expand perspective as to like what we're doing here. Cause again, anyone who's looked into the void has probably asked themselves like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, what is this? Um, it helps me think that, yeah, there's some kind of healing that's happening, whether it's for other spirits who have come before me or are connected to me through ancestry, or yeah, I have some unfinished business here. (laughs) Right. And so I don't know that, that lens I think is very helpful to a lot of people who are kind of out in the ethers and doing healing work and doing art and trying to just make sense and feel content here. <laughs> oh, I've really enjoyed this conversation so much. And I, I really, when people have tangible artistic gifts, especially because you've combined it with this amazing route of spirituality and spiritual healing, it's so inspiring to me. It really oh, is, you know, like I'm my, so glad. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. It really is. My creative gifts come out in different ways. They're not necessarily like in this tangible way. Like, you know, there's a million ways to express creativity. This is one of the ways that I do that by connecting with other totally. people. But you have this amazing tangible gift. And I think that mm. it's so healing and it's just so incredible. Again, it's something that I've never heard of before. So the second that I saw it, I was like, oh, I definitely want to talk to this person and find out all about this. So thank you so much for your willingness to come and have this conversation with essentially a stranger, even though we know each other in spirit. I'm positive mm. of it. And I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together today. Oh, that's a good question. I feel... Yeah, I feel like I've said what I need to say. I like that we got to talk about fear because I do think that's an underplayed topic in this whole journey that I imagine, again, a lot of your listeners are on in some case. Like, I really want to just emphasize that if you can learn how to face your fear and have your own back in the process, your life will become way, it'll feel so much more like life. Is what I would say. And that's that's kind of what I'm obsessed with right now. And yeah, I'm just really grateful again to have the space to freely discuss these ideas and feel supported um, by people such as you. And yeah, it just it it is very validating for me because I like to up until recently, this was a very it was a serious labor of love. And there's been a lot of 
you know, bumps in the road. So this is just anytime I can talk about it, I'm like, yes, I know I'm supposed to be on this path. So thank you for validating me as well. Thank you so much. And all of your links will be in the liner notes of this episode for people to connect with you. And yeah, again, thank you so much for your service to our community. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Betty.